Amen. When I was just worshiping, the Lord just wanted me to say that His love um, destroys panic. It obliterates panic. And a lot of times, whenever we're in darkness, we feel panicked. Whenever we feel like we don't see a way out of a situation, uh, a sense of panic can come upon us. And the Lord says that perfect love casts out that fear. And uh, let your, your love made be perfect in Him. In other words, when you turn to Him and uh, choose to be rescued by Him, that that panic has to flee. The Word of God says that if you submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, which is that fear, you're resisting that panic. Okay? That that, that has to flee. That the devil has to flee. And then it says when you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you. Thank you, Lord God, that you have delivered us from fear. You have delivered us from darkness. Even times that we feel like we've made our own dark places. That we feel like maybe we've done this or that and, and created a dark place for us to just sit down in. The Word of God says that even though we sit in darkness, God will be our light. And He will bring us back up. He will lift us up out of that. So, Father God, we're so grateful to you, Lord God. We're so, so thankful to you that you have made provision for even the dark places that we create ourselves. Lord God, that you've already gone ahead and, and made a way out. And all we have to do is just turn to you and say, yes, Lord. Just turn to you and say, yes, Lord God. And Father God, we just love we just love you, Lord God. We just honor you. Oh For the word of the Lord will come to you saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love, a love that is true. It's bound by my oath to you. My promises are sure. They are written. They are decreed and they are declared by me. So they cannot be untrue. I will be your light. Your salvation, your strength. You're all in all. Remember me. When you're going through your day and a situation arises, turn to me. I'm ready. I'm ready with your deliverance. I'm ready with your peace that will pass your understanding. And I'm ready. I've already paid the price to be there for you. Please receive it and walk in it. Walk in my peace. Walk in my joy. I can show you how to be faithful. Just turn to me. Thank you, Lord God. We just worship you. We thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place today. We thank you, Lord God, that we'll not go another moment without recognize, recognizing, Lord God, that you are our Lord and just lifting you up, Lord God. We may have um, gotten off track through our day or through our weeks or maybe even some through our months 
years, Lord God. We may have gotten off track of what you've called us to be and to, to live, Lord God, but tonight we recognize that we want to be just right where you are, Lord God. We want to be right where you are, Lord. Align us with your will, Lord God. Align us with your will, your plan, your purpose, your passion. And Lord God, that's wherein lies your power, your power to just obliterate panic, obliterate sin, to destroy confusion. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have made provision for all of this, Lord God, for us. And we're so grateful to you, Lord. We're just so grateful to you, Lord God. Now just have your way in tonight, Lord God. Have your way in this place and in our hearts and in all the teachings and the other rooms, Lord God, that you would just have your way, that your hedge of protection is round about us and over this place and all of our families and extended families, Lord God, that by the blood of Jesus we are all covered and protected, Lord God. But more importantly, Lord God, that we're yours. We call in all of our family members to the kingdom because of your promise, Lord. You said in your word that we could have our family down to a thousand generations. Lord God, we expect and we do receive all of our family saved and living for you, Lord God. And we just honor you for it, Lord God. You're so worthy because our family is your family, Lord. And we're so thankful. We're so thankful, Lord God. Lord, teach us your ways. Help us each day to be more like you by your Holy Spirit. That we would walk in your power. That we would not doubt that we will not live in fear or doubt, Lord God, but we will live in your peace and your confidence. And we just honor you and we thank you, Lord, for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I had another message that I was starting on a few days ago, um, and uh, it was going to be about confidence, confidence that the past is gone, uh, confidence that we are living in the perfect plan and will of God now and for tomorrow, and then confidence uh, that we know where we're going. And you may still hear maybe some of that come through, or you may hear that another time. But as I was praying about it, the Lord kind of switched it up a little bit. And um, tonight's message is called, I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Are you? And so that's God talking. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Are you? Uh, Now is the time for us to move forward and advance toward the life that God has for us. The time is now. And so tonight, God is going to put some urgency underneath us to get going and get moving again in in some directions that maybe we may have set down. Um, And so the first scripture we've got here is Matthew 11, 12, and the King James says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Now, I've heard that preached many ways. But tonight, I did some research on it, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. But let's just go ahead and just pray one more quick prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord God, not my will, but your will be done. Not my word, but your word come forth, Lord God. And just have your way in this place tonight and in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Milton. Still waiting for your CD. (laughs) God is good. Amen. So like I said, this scripture has been taught, uh, many, taught to mean many different things. 
but uh, after doing some research on it, because uh, it just kept coming up in my spirit at the beginning of this service, at this uh, beginning of this, I actually even went on and did the rest of the body of the message, and then it still kept coming up. And, and you know, when you don't understand fully a scripture, like, you know, I've heard it preached so many different ways. And so I just, every time it would just kind of hit me a little weird, a little funny, and I just, I just kind of stayed away from that scripture because I wasn't sure, you know. Have you ever ever done that, kind of stayed away from a scripture because you just kind of weren't sure, and you'd heard it preached away, and it kind of hit you a little wrong, and you just kind of... So I was just like, Lord, I want to know once and for all, what in the world is going on with this scripture? I just need to know if it keeps coming up with my spirit, why? And so the, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. I've heard it preached so many different ways. But whenever I did look into it, uh, it took uh, to take it into context, which, you know, you should always take what Jesus is saying in context, meaning in the whole of the chapter, in the whole of the two or three chapters of what he's talking about, to take a scripture out and just kind of pluck it out and use it any way you want, I don't think that's right. I, I really don't. So uh, I always like to study out before and after and around, you know, just to get the full context of what the scripture could mean. I think that's just a wise thing to do. Um, so Jesus was actually talking figuratively here, meaning that the people were eager and aggressively earnest to receive what they knew to be the coming of God's kingdom here on the earth. So it was like a fervent, aggressive push toward hearing him teach, push toward seeing him, push. It was an aggressive thing that he was, it was pushing toward. They were all coming and flocking out and, and so what he was saying figuratively here is that it's like they were pressing in like, like they were siege, besieging a city. You know, like an army was besieging a city. That's what he was saying. They're violent about it. They're so aggressive. They want to see the kingdom come. They want to see, uh, you know, they had been waiting for years and years and decades and, and a, just a really long time for the Messiah to come. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how long. What was it, 400 years since that? Since, anyways, a long time. Since even Egypt had happened and all of that. But it was a long time. And they had been waiting for a long time for the Messiah to come. And now they see that he is here. And so many of them believed it. That they were just so eager and aggressive about getting in the place to walk out what they are seeing. Getting in the place to really receive all that God had for them. When was the last time we were so eager to receive from God and aggressive in our spirit to really hear and to really know the mind of Christ and to know the will of God? If it was this morning, praise God for you. But we are just tonight, I just want us to think about that. When was it that we were so eager that we were enough to violently deny our flesh? You know? Say, no, I'm not going to go back to sleep when the Lord wakes me up to pray and to be in his presence and to, you know, I'm not going to lay on my bed and, and just turn to the side and just pray in the spirit until I fall asleep. No, I'm going to get up and I'm going to be eagerly aggressive about really, you know, putting my flesh in, in place so that I can really be there and hear from the Lord. You know, the violent take it by force. Meaning the aggressive, the eager are going to receive it. Amen. The word of God, actually Jesus speaking in Luke 17, 21, says that the kingdom of God is within us. 
So if it says here, the, until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force, he was talking about the kingdom that was coming. Well, when the kingdom came, God made a way for it to come and be inside of us, right? So how violent is our desire within us to advance the kingdom within us? Amen? We need to be aggressively violent about it against our flesh, against circumstances that would keep us from really walking in all that God has for us. So that is just a prequel. Tonight we're going to get ready to receive this word, and let's be eager and aggressive to get all that God has for us. Amen? To get all that he has for us because he's taking us somewhere tonight that we need to get up and go. Amen? Uh, Elijah, could you do me a favor? And Miranda, uh, would you get the pencils? Elijah, get the pads? And just hand out a, a pad and a, a pencil. And you may already have your own notebook, and you may be taking notes on this little flyer. I know we already have things in place. But I just felt in my heart I needed to give you, you can pick whatever color you want, uh, a little, just a little notepad to maybe, maybe it's time to do a new thing. Maybe you need to just, you know, or I'm going to give you a little assignment here in a minute, but... Just a little, maybe a little something to put in your car or put in your purse to just, I'll tell you about it why in a little bit, but I just want you to be prepared for when I get there, okay? So let's be eager and aggressively ready to get what God has. Well, you know, we come to church. The, the faithful are usually here on Wednesday nights. Y'all are the faithful, amen? <laughs> Praise God. You're faithful. And, and we come and we serve and we love God with our whole hearts or else we wouldn't be here, you know? And we want God's uh, kingdom to advance. And, um, but I think there's a danger, there's a little bit of a danger in um, not in our consistency, but in our routine, I think we can go through the routine of serving God and get a little dull about it and not sharp enough to really receive all that he has for us. Um, so I think it's important for us to stir ourselves up a little bit in our most holy faith and just by lay hands on yourself and just declare yourself stirred up in the name of Jesus to walk out and to receive all that God has for you. Amen. Uh, Deuteronomy 31.6, I've got it here in the NIV, says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, we know the word of God says that God will not leave us or forsake us. This is one of the scriptures that he talks about, and, and uh, we could go into the whole backstory of that. But uh, this is one that we can just take at face value. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And by for, the forsake, by the very dish, definition, the word forsake means to leave or abandon you in your time of need. And you know, God is not going to leave or abandon you in your time of need. He's not going to do that, okay? God promises not to leave us in times of need. He isn't going anywhere, and he doesn't change. But he doesn't need to change. We are the ones that need to change. We need the change, amen? We need to advance and be better. There is, interestingly enough, another verse that tells us he will not leave us or forsake us. Does anybody know where that one is? I'm going to show you. It's in Hebrews 13. Now, this is a little bit more. I've got it here in the Amplified. It says, let your character, your moral essence, your inner nature be free from the love of money. Shun greed. Be financially ethical. 
being content with what you have. For he has said, I will never under any circumstances desert you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support, nor will I in any degree leave you helpless. And did he just talk about money? Nor will I forsake or let you down or relax my hold on you, assuredly not. So we take comfort in our encouraging confidently, say the Lord is my helper in time of need. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Amen. Now this verse has, has to do with making sure that we put God as our first love, not money or outside provision or the world system. Uh, developing trust for God instead of trusting in the world system should be our goal as Christians. Developing that trust in God. And, and you know, I've often talked to you about trusting God and how it's hard to trust someone if, you don't really, if, you're, if you're not really intimate with them, if, you're not, if you don't know them. Like, all of y'all, I know you really well. I trust you, you know? Some of you I know better, and I trust you more. And with God, we should know him the best and trust him the most. Amen? We should know him the best and trust him the most. I love my husband, but I trust my God even more than my husband. Amen? That's the way it should be. I should know him the most and trust him the most. Know him the best and trust him the most. Um, Developing trust for God instead of trusting um, in other things, the world system, uh, you know, uh, a pay scale or whatever, uh, developing trust in God should be our goal. So moving forward, no matter where you are in life, is God's plan for your life. Let's say you find yourself in a place that you, you know, you didn't know you were going to be here, okay? And you had expected something different. And God is saying, you know what? It, it doesn't matter where you are right now, you can still move forward, you know? You can still move forward. Maybe, maybe you're in a career and you thought you should have been advanced further than you are. Maybe you're in a situation where you thought you should be at a different level or a different place or a different thing going on in your life. God is here to say to you tonight that no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, you need to be found moving forward, moving forward in your faith and growing growing closer to him, growing closer and stronger in your faith. And any kind of circumstance that comes at you, that, that any kind of thing that you don't understand, whatever the case may be, doesn't need to cause you to take steps back from God. It needs to cause you to take steps toward God. I mean, this whole thing with Abby, we don't understand it. We don't understand why she went on to be with the Lord at the age of 30. That's crazy. Nobody expected to find themselves in that position. You know, but whatever position we find ourselves in, know that, that we need to be moving forward and advancing with God toward him, toward his, his will, his plan, his purpose, and so that we can be found uh, at, any, at any time in our lives advancing toward him, moving forward, not getting stagnant, not falling back. You know, there's even a scripture, I should have looked it up, but it didn't come to me until just now, that, um, that if you look back, if, if you've got your hand on the plow and you look back, you're not fit. And I know that's a hard word. That's a hard word because God's grace is so great. But it's not, it's not there to make you feel uh, ashamed, but it is there to give you fair warning that it's important for you to continue to look forward with your eyes forward and not get caught up in the past, even the past of yesterday, even the failure that you were in yesterday, if you were in one, 
you know let's say uh, you you know were bored and you uh, got on Netflix and you were watching something and it had a little bit of language in it and you were like oh you know it's okay it's just a little bit of language and then all of a sudden this scene comes on and you are flashed something you never wanted to see but the warning signs were there for you not to watch it because it was impure you know so what do you do with that do you just feel horrible about it and just you know oh my gosh God you know and and then draw back from him and feel ashamed no you just say God I'm so sorry I didn't heed the warning signs I saw something I shouldn't have seen please forgive me and move forward and get stronger so that you're more alert the next time the warning signs come up and you're like yes Lord I'm not doing that again Nah, I know better, you know, and that's just a little example that, you know, maybe we have all kind of accidentally heard a, a word or two that we shouldn't have heard, you know, and so I'll give you a little bit of a clue. When it says M.A., don't do it. <laughs> it's not a good plan. <laughs> yeah, any kind of original from any kind of anything is usually not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just, you know, keep going, <laughs> keep going. But, you know, I think also I did a whole message once on entertainment and how it robs us from, uh, from a lot that God has for us. And I don't want to get bogged down in that, but just a little side note. If you're spending more time entertaining yourself than you are worshiping God or even thinking about God, then there's some adjustment that needs to be made that's not God's perfect plan for you or for me or for anyone entertainment has its place but entertainment should not have you amen it shouldn't have you or me amen God is good so moving forward no matter where you are in life is God's plan for you and for your life if you feel sh uh, stuck or stagnant go back this is so so good. I know it's basic. We've talked about it before. But if you feel stuck or stagnant, I promise you it's not God. It's you. You need to go back to the last word of instruction that you know that you know that you know you heard from the Lord and examine yourself and see if you did it. A lot of times we just, I don't, I'm getting ahead of myself. Are you doing what he said to do? If not, repent and ask for his strength to do it. When we don't immediately put into practice what he has instructed us to do, we can easily forget about it and think of it as insignificant when, in fact, it could be and probably should be life-changing. Let me say that again. Um, if, if, uh, when we don't immediately put into practice what he has instructed us to do, and when I say instructed us to do, it could be a word from the Lord, from somebody, uh, you know, for from God through somebody it could be a word from the Lord that you feel in your spirit when you are hearing preaching it could be a word from the Lord that in your quiet time the Lord says I need you to do this whatever it is however God communicated that to you and you know that you needed to do it uh, that is your personal word from the Lord and it can come from many different ways but it is personal and it bears witness in your spirit so um if we don't immediately put it into practice, uh, what we can easily forget it and think that it's insignificant when, in fact, it could be and probably should be life-changing. It was important enough for him to tell you to do it, so it must be important for your advancement. God is not done with you, so let's don't be done with God. Amen? Let's don't shortchange ourselves by not following what he's asked us to do. 
Amen? And it could be something so simple. Sometimes God will give you simple things to do because he's building your obedience. And a lot of times people miss out because they think they're so insignificant that they don't matter. And it's actually a building a foundation. How important is the foundation? Foundation is very important. And those little steps of obedience on the bottom of that foundation are very important. And if we don't make sure that we build correctly with those little small steps of obedience that God is giving us, then whenever we start building something, maybe, you know, maybe it's a relationship and God is saying, hey, don't do that. Hey, don't go there. Hey, you know, let's do this. Well, we didn't use those building blocks that God has given us, and so that foundation is wobbly. So when we start building on top of that and we get into that relationship and it just crumbles and falls, it's because we didn't heed the warning and follow the obedient steps in the very beginning. So that foundation isn't set. It's unstable. And so it's important for us uh, to listen to God's still small voice and to hear his word and to listen to his teaching and let those building blocks, those stones of obedience come into place so that it builds a very firm foundation so that whatever God wants to build in your life on top of that is set and stable. Does that make sense? He wants all your relationships set and stable on him. Not on how good somebody looks or how nice they smell or if they're sweet to you or whatever. Those are not the best building blocks because those things can go away in a second. Amen? The best building blocks are what God has told you to do. Those steps of obedience are the stones that you need to make everything stable. Deuteronomy 30, 10 through 15 says this. If you obey the Lord your God, didn't you use this last week also in offering? I think you did. If you obey the Lord your God and keep his commands and decrees that are written in this book of the law and turn to the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. I just love how plain God can talk to us. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven so that you have to ask, who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey, we may obey it? Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you may obey it. The word of God is near. Amen. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. You know the truth. You know the word of God. You don't have to go like to some far country to get the word of God, you've got it now. Amen. I just love that. And plus, it's just not too difficult or beyond your reach. So it says, uh, and your heart, so you may obey it. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. And then it goes on to say, you know, choose life. I believe we often face seasons that we are unprepared for due to not hearkening unto his word. Do you know, I've taught this before, do you know what the word hearken means? It means to listen with the intent to obey. Wow. Sometimes, don't you wish your kids would hearken a little better? <laughs> listen with the intent to obey? Okay. Sometimes, don't you wish you would hearken a little better? Listen with the intent to obey. Sometimes we listen and we think, oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, I want to do that, sure. But we're not like set towards obedience. You know, it's, a, it's still a, a, a maybe. It's still a, an option. You know, we need to make sure that obedience isn't just an option, that it's a set path for us. 
Amen? It's important. It's important. If we're building something here. Amen? So I believe we often face seasons that we are unprepared for due to not hearkening or listening with the intent to obey until God's word. That means his written word and his word spoken to you personally by the Holy Spirit. If we want to continually move forward in our lives, and we should, then we must follow the leading of the Lord. He's not going anywhere, meaning he's not leaving you, like I talked about earlier. But when I say, are you going anywhere? I mean, are you advancing? Or are you just daily going through the motions of life? Are you advancing in your relationship with God? Are you advancing towards the kingdom of God? Are you advancing, you know, the kingdom is in you, but there's also the kingdom business. Are you advancing? Are you going anywhere? Okay. Um, now there's no shame here. We all have had seasons. Where we're just trying to make it through the day. You know, I understand that more than anybody. You know, there's no shame in the fact that we may have become stagnant or kind of stuck in our relationship and it's not advancing, you know, the way that we know that it should be, um, you know. But um, God just wants you to know tonight that he is calling you forward and now is the time to advance. Now is the time for us to get serious about pushing through this little season that we are in and start making some changes towards what he wants for our lives, even more so. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, and 12, we've heard this over and over. It's our foundational scripture for our WOW group, our Women of Worth and Wisdom. Um, but tonight I wanted to just put it in here because the Lord wanted to talk about it a little bit. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Who's expected end? God's expected end. He's in faith over us. Then you shall call upon me. And y'all listen, this is really good. I just talked to you about hearken, right? I told you what hearken was. What is it? Listening with the intent to obey, right? Good job. You must have listened. <laughs> so then God is saying this. Then shall you call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. What? God says he will hearken unto us? That's the first time I really put that together. Wow, it is time to get going again toward his expected end for you. How interesting that then he promises to hearken unto us. He is listening for our pray, prayer. He is, he is listening for our prayer in order to act. Hearken means to listen with the, with the intent to obey or with the intent to act, to move, to do. And God is saying, if you will pray to me, I will listen with the intent and you know he's got the ability to follow through to, to do for you. I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing that the God of, of all we know, the creator of everything, would hearken unto our voice. Because that's what the word of says right here. I think that's phenomenal. I don't know if anybody else is excited about that, but I am. And not that I am anybody, but because God made me, I am somebody to him. And he cares. Wow. God will hearken unto our voice when we call upon him and pray unto him. How amazing is that? God wants you to succeed even more than you do. He is continuously in faith over you, and he believes in you. Amen? He believes in you. Those dreams and those passions he put in your heart, he put them in your heart. 
He can make them come to pass. He can bring it. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. If the season doesn't seem right to you or if you think something happened different that you shouldn't have happened and whatever, it doesn't matter. You still keep believing. You still keep pressing forward. You still keep believing him and pushing for that prize, for that goal, and he will bring it to pass. And do you know on the other side of this, he will get the glory. You will say, God, I still be- I believed God. And he did it. You know, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Amen? Abraham believed God despite the circumstances. Have we ever had that circumstance in our life? No. I mean, what was he? Ancient. His body was not working. And you're going to have a baby? What? But he believed God. And that's what we need to do. We need to be found believing God. Amen. We need to be found believing him. So I wanted to stir you up tonight. Whatever it is that you uh, may have think, may think that you're not going to get, or you may think that maybe you didn't hear right or whatever. If you know in your knower that you heard from the Lord, you keep pressing forward. You keep pushing forward. God has got that for you. He's got it on the other side of you believing. Uh, Miss Margina shared a, her, one of her uh, devotionals with me. And by the way, I need to know that devotional because I want it. It is amazing, and it's a devotional that's uh, uh, set up on the Message Bible. Oh, I love it. And basically, it was saying, it was saying and, and I know that I'm not going to get it as eloquent as they said it, but basically, the bottom line is, if there was just a formula like math for us to do to get the result, there wouldn't be any need for faith. You know? But we, we need to be found doing all that we need to do and doing what we know is right in the word of God. But we also need to believe and put our faith strong in there and believe the word and quote the word and live the word and let it just saturate everything that we are. And that is what brings it to pass, not the formula. You know, because if it was a formula, everybody in the world would be doing it, I promise you. But it takes faith in understanding that you can trust God. You can trust him past what it looks like. You can trust him. But if you know that you know what you know and you're knower that he told you something, don't give it up. Don't give it up. You keep going. And he will bring it to pass. Don't stop short. I was listening to Stephen Furtick also, and he was uh, preaching about how he and his wife went up on this mountain, uh, and they looked at this beautiful scenery, and... uh, and then they came back down. And then another time he went up with some friends and they went a little further, like 15 minutes further. And they got to the summit of the mountain and they saw a whole different view. And he said that he didn't, he didn't know, he and his wife didn't know. All they had to do was just go a little further to get that amazing, beautiful view. And I think a lot of times as, we as Christians, we stop short when we get a little bit of pretty. We get a little bit of God's blessing. We get a little bit, oh, that looks good. I'm good right here. I'm good. This is beautiful. But I'm here to tell you to go a little further, to press a little harder, because God's got a bigger view for you, a bigger plan that even you could imagine or dream. He's shown you some of it to get you moving in the right direction, but don't stop short. Keep moving forward in your relationship with God, in your dreams, in your visions, in your goals. Keep pushing forward. God has that great plan for you. He has the final outcome for you. He has the expected end, his expected end. He's in faith over you. He is in faith every day over you. Amen?
Okay. God wants you to succeed even more than you do. He is continuously in faith of you. He believes in you. Um, I want you to write down, now this is where your little homework is, and you can do it on your notepad, and you can just give that notepad away or keep it or whatever. But if you want to put it in that little notepad, it might help. I want you to write down the very last thing or things that you know that you know that you know God told you to do. This is only for you. Nobody's going to look at it. And once you write those down, whether it's like get up at 7 and pray for an hour or whether it's like, you know, be kind to my coworker, you know, whatever it is that you know that God spoke to you to do, I want you to write it down. Because God speaks to our hearts, each and every one of us. We know his voice and the voice of another we will not follow after. Everybody's got something that they know God told them to do. Maybe even if it was five years ago, you know God told you to do it. <laughs> you write it down. Those of you that are listening by uh, audio, get your piece of paper, get your pen, write you something down that you know God told you to do. See, hear that little country come out right there? It's all right. Now, I want you to be really honest about it. Look at your little list, and I want you to be really honest with yourself. Have you done it? Some of you might say, yeah, I did it. Praise God for you. Put a check mark. Amen? If it's something that's continuous, go ahead and put yourself a check mark there if you've done it once or twice. Okay, that's good. Put a little happy, smiley face. Success. Okay? But let's be honest. So if you have done it, He's ready to give you the next step tonight. If not, I need you to think about this teaching for just a minute and ask yourself, are you ready to move forward again? Because I think if you haven't done it, you're probably a little stagnant. You're probably a little stuck. Amen? Are you ready to move forward again? Are you ready to go somewhere new with God? Are you ready to advance toward the future that he has for you? He is ready to take you. All you have to do is say yes. All you have to do is say yes to the Lord. He is always ready. Oh, didn't we used to say that all the time? Always ready. <laughs> God is always ready. Amen? He's always ready. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> all right. He will never leave you. Let's not leave him to do this life thing on our own power. It's so easy to get moving forward in your own strength to do things on your own. If there's anybody in here that's like me or within the sound of my voice is like me, you just like to get things done. You like to move forward. You like to get it done. You like to, you know, just barrel through. But you know what? It's okay that God has given us the strength and the uh, desire and the capability to move forward and to go through. But when we start doing that without him, we can mess some things up. It's important that we follow his plan and his provision, his leading, his guidance. Amen? Not just doing things in our own power and coming back and forth to him just when we need comfort or a little extra help here or there. That's not the perfect plan. Okay? The perfect plan is walking with him. Amen? Not just coming to him for some guidance while we're, we think we're on the right path and we're all the way off over here. Okay? We won't get very far down the road toward the right destination that way by just coming to him here and there. Let's invite him to be our guide our, and our leader down the road to success so that we can be sure when we are heading, that we are heading in the right direction and obtaining the right success. 
are the right successes. See, there's success in life that is not based in God's plan. You see it all the time everywhere. There's success. I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised when they get to heaven. Very successful people, you know, that they just skate on in <laughs> by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. And they get in there and they're like, oh, you wanted me to do that. Sorry, but I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> Gotta say I love you. I'm glad you're here too. You know, let's make sure that we're not making all this success without God's perfect plan. Okay? Let's make sure that we include him in every, every big decision for sure, even small decisions, so that we can walk down the right path towards the right successes. Amen? Because I promise you, if we, if we, are, if we are creating successes without God, then it causes, it's a recipe for disaster. It causes pride. It causes uh, pain. It causes, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It causes um, isolation. Isolation, because you're sowing isolation. If you're away from God, doing your own thing, you're sowing, continually sowing isolation. So when you get to a point where you're successful, not y'all, but when a person gets to a point where they're successful and they haven't done it with God, they will not feel fulfilled. They will not feel satisfied. They will feel isolated. Okay? So we need to make sure that we go with him on this path. Amen? Going in the right direction with him. God, and we do that by just including him every day in prayer, talking to him, asking him for help, being a friend to him. Uh, because God desires to be your constant guide, your constant friend, your motivator, your king, and your companion. He will help you to your next destination. If you haven't, see, that's so important. He's your guide. He'll show you the way. He's your friend. He'll encourage you along the way. He's your motivator. He's your life coach. I just thought that was so cool. The Lord told me that the other day. He's, I was like, yeah, you know, because I'm doing this new health thing, another, another one, but hopefully this will be the last one I'll ever have to do because it's the right one because it's faith-based and it's all good and it's prayer every day and it's good. Anyways, I'll tell you more about that another time. But uh, I was like, oh, Lord, you know. I said, it's amazing that, that you're like my life coach. He's like, yeah, <laughs> glad you're getting it. You're my life coach. And I'm like, what does that even mean? It means he's like coaching me through life. He's helping me. He's my motivator. He's my helper. You know, it's, it's just amazing. But he's also my king. He's my king who I am careful to respect and to honor. But guess what? The king always has provision. That's nice. A little extra there for you. Not that I'm just serving him because of that. But, you know, that's helpful. And my companion. My close companion. Amen? He's your close companion. He will help you to your next destination. Um, oh, if you haven't listened to Stephen Furtick's Trust Me, I'm Trying sermon, please do so. Trust Me, I'm Trying by Stephen Furtick. It's really good. It brought me to tears. Like I was, I had to, we were, we were cleaning, Pastor Tori and I were cleaning one morning and we were listening to the sermon. And uh, like, I just, I had to step out of the living room where I was and go in my bedroom and I just, I just was crying. 
I just, it moved me, you know? Um, that word just brought me to tears. We don't need to always get it perfectly right as long as we're trying and desiring to move forward. God is pleased. You know? Do you ever have to do anything else for God to love you? No. God loves you just the way you are. However, if you want all that God has for you in your life and for you to be a blessing to all those around you, you need to advance with him and move forward in your relationship with him and all that he's called you to do. Let's not be stagnant. If you haven't, if you're feeling stagnant or stuck, go back to the last thing. Repent. The last thing that God told you to do, if you haven't done it, repent and ask God to give you the strength to move forward and to get it right this time. Amen? Um, so we don't need to always get everything perfectly right, but as long as we are trying and desiring to move forward, God is pleased. Amen? Um, I want to pray with you tonight to have the motivation to move forward in your life with God as your helper. Amen? I want to pray with you tonight. So let's go ahead and um, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are a very present help in time of trouble. You are a very present help, Lord God, in any time of need. And our greatest need is to be closer to you, Lord God, and to move forward with you and to put you first, Lord God, and to remember to acknowledge you every day, Lord God, and to seek you first before we seek an answer from someone else or, uh, uh, you know, confirmation from someone else or even a validation from someone else, that we would seek your validation first, Lord God. Is this the right way? Is this the right plan? Uh, Lord God, is this, is this good? Uh, Lord God, that we would come to you before we would go to everybody else and seek everybody else's opinion. Lord God, because your opinion is the one that matters the very most. Lord God, and Father, we're going to get so close to you. We're going to get so right up underneath your wing, Lord God, so close to you that we know that we know that we know that we're in the right place because that's where you are. And Lord God, we just thank you, Father God, that you help us to be motivated to press forward, to be uh, aggressive about uh, uh, just seeking you, Lord God, just seeking you and, and desiring you and desiring what you have for us, Lord God. Not that we're trying to be greedy, but Lord God, that we're aggressively um, adoring you and, and needing you more than our next breath, Lord God. We ask you, Lord, just to stir up that zeal inside of us, Lord God, that whatever may have uh, come against us to cause us to be dull, Lord God, that you would sharpen us back again, that you would ignite that flame and get that spark going of, of, um, of just our love and our passion for you, Lord God, and that we would just really press in uh, to know your way, to know your plan, to know your will, Lord God. We know that our purpose is to be found pleasing you, Lord God. Our purpose is to do good uh, to others, Lord God. And we, we want to be found in faith doing good, Lord. We want to be found in faith doing good. And we just thank you, Lord God, that you just help us. Um, and, Lord God, we repent if there's something that we haven't done that you told us to do. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us from that. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to advance and move forward in this thing that you've told us to do. Uh, Lord God, that we know, that we know, that we know we heard from you to do and to go and to be. And if we've drawn back from it in fear or doubt or confusion or uh, any kind of thing, Lord God, timidity, Lord God, we just repent for that and we ask you, Lord, to freshen us 
again in this endeavor that you've called us to, Lord God, in this passion that you have created for our lives, Lord God. We ask you, Lord, to help us to move forward and to advance in it uh, the way that you desire for us to, Lord God. We just love you, and we just honor you. We praise you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you care so much about us, that every little detail is in your mind and in your heart. And we just thank you, Lord, that you love us and that you hearken unto our voice when we pray to you. That's so amazing. And it's so amazing that you would include that in your word to let us know. We're so grateful, Lord God. We're so grateful to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for helping us uh, just to be a light for your kingdom wherever we go and to do what's good. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.